This podcast is brought to you courtesy of Renault, the world's most exclusive sunglasses. It's now available at renault.co.uk and at select boutiques around the globe. You are listening to the Official Concept Podcast. Enjoy listening to Alan. Welcome to the Official Concept Podcast. Today, we are interviewing Jawan and Dayla. Welcome. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, yeah, really good. It's a, it's a beautiful day. And uh, so the first question I'd like to ask you is, you said our objective is to scare each other with the weirdest paranormal videos available. Have you ever seen a video that stayed with you? Um, I would say uh, there's, been, there's been a couple of videos that stayed with me. This is Juwan. I, uh, there was one from, um, it was actually a guy, uh, a guy that submitted a clip named Shy Unique. He had something like extremely strange run through, I guess, his backyard. Um, but you couldn't really tell. It looked like it was like an apparition of some type of animal being or something. But it, it, was, it was really bizarre. Um, and then a lot of the alien clips stay with me. How, how so were the alien clips? Uh, I really wasn't too familiar with the content around aliens until I kind of really got on Fright Club. I mean, I had, you know, heard about it here and there, but like seeing how much is really out there in regards to just, uh, I guess, UFOs has is, is been really uh, intriguing for me. What do you think about the uh, the realness about the, Uf, uh, the U.S. government releasing evidence stating that they don't know what these are and then they show evidence of ufos flying around is that is that the reason why it kind of sticks with you a bit more is because the u.s government actually shows evidence uh no actually it stuck with me because uh it was it was actually the introduction of me really seeing all these clips wasn't familiar with the uh with the information that the government was was releasing or was not releasing the U.S. government, as well as few other governments uh, throughout the world, have released evidence of legitimate UFOs and evidence from uh, radar that they pick that U.S. military picks up. And they say we have no idea what this is. Uh, this is not from our world. Mm. Yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. Right. Uh, what about you, Dalen? Uh, what's the question? Has there ever been a video from the show that has stuck with you? Uh, I'm with Jawan on the Shy Unique, man. Shy Unique came in strong. We brought him in both seasons. So yeah, I just I just love Shy Unique's um perspective on everything because it's real world, real hood, and real life. And so this is the clip with the shapeshifter in the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shy oh, Unique. Oh damn. What uh do you do you know what it turned into? Did it turn into some form of animal? Yeah, I mean, we don't know, and he didn't either. I mean, so we were just making assumptions at that point, but it, was, it wasn't necessarily the evidence that he caught, but more so the person who caught that. He was just a very interesting, uh, um, colorful character. And uh, yeah, I would watch him do anything, any day. Have you ever seen anything supernatural prior to being on Lights Out? And how did you end up on the show? Uh, yeah, man, I had ghost experiences when I was younger. Um, long story short, uh, I went to a funeral when I was a little kid, man, and um, I touched the dead body when I was there at the funeral, and I felt like I saw him later on that night, uh, yeah, in my room. So it was just a crazy experience, and I think that led over to my adulthood. That was like my first childhood experience before Lights Out. Then we got Lights Out because, uh, yeah, we saw a need in an opening in the paranormal genre because there was no black people doing it. So we probably about 10 years ago stepped out there on our own 
And yeah, we had our first show six years ago called Ghost Brothers. And here we are six years later doing Lights Out. Awesome. So when you proposed the show, did you have a write-up plan or did you go to the studios and just talk, like, laid it down? No, nah, we just put a clip on YouTube. <laughs> that was it. Man. Was oh, whoa. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we put a minute and a half clip on YouTube, bro. And six years later, we were uh, acknowledged. Seriously? Yes. So you put yeah. it up because you wanted to create content on YouTube and then, then a network picked you up? No, man. We uh we just created the one minute and a half trailer and we didn't know what else to do with it. So we just put it on YouTube so we wouldn't ever lose the file. And we forgot. All, I mean, we just left it there, just left it there. And literally about four or five years later, a television network was looking for black ghost hunters. And the only thing that they could find was the one clip that we had set on YouTube four or five years earlier. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's so crazy how fate kind of does that. You know, it's like when you made it, you're probably just thinking, oh, you know, it's just going to be a fun video. But then it just changes this whole life. It changes the landscape of everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was dope. So when you were um, going to the funeral and you saw, you know, the body and you touched it. So what exactly happened to you with the panel experience? No, I woke up in the middle of the night that night and uh, standing in the kitchen area directly in front of the room I was in was the same guy that I had just touched earlier that day at the funeral. So I was young. I was like seven. That was like my first time dealing with, I guess, what I would categorize as an attachment. Mm. Did, did, did you feel anything with your body feeling a little bit abnormal, like the hairs in the back of your neck picking up or anything? I mean, yeah, I was seven. Shit, I pissed myself down here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, um, do you mind if I, because uh, I have, I have a ghost story as well. Do you mind we if I? To hear. We would okay. love to hear. So when I was uh, seventeen, my next door neighbor at the time was this really old Italian woman, and she was like ninety years old. So she was uh, in World War Two as a little kid. Uh, she used to have all these episodes, and um, because of her old age, she'll believe that she's still in the war. And so, you know, she'd be like screaming in the apart in the house next to us. And, you know, I kind of said a little bit clear because, you know, I was just young and I didn't really understand fully. So I was taking the bins out uh, one morning and she was there. So I just started to talk to her. And I, because she's so, you know, so old, I said, you know, is there any piece of advice you could give somebody who's just starting out in life? And she said, the only things that matter are family and friends. You know, it's like provide for yourself, but also provide for your loved ones. And then we started talking about, you know, a little bit more. And then she said that I was the only person that has really spoken to her apart from her son for the past two years because everyone was afraid of her. And I was like, you know, um, you seem really nice. And, uh, you know, have a, have a nice day. And later on the evening, um, when I was asleep, I woke up at like, I don't, I don't know what time, but it was dark. And I just felt really eerie. And I felt that something was on the other side of the door. So I opened up the door and then my hands on the back of my neck started like prick up. And I started feeling like this weird electricity slash energy around my body. And at the end of the hallway was this shadow um, of like a, a, a figure of a person. And I just said, I, I accept that you're here. And I just closed the door and went back to sleep. The next day when I was going to school, there was an ambulance in front of the door and that old lady died. And I believe that she visited me when she died. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was crazy because like to this day, I 100% believe that 
It's uh, it's true. And then also, um, they they've just done a study, and so what what the study is is that if you put somebody in a dark room, they their body actually resonates um, photons of energy. So if you're in a pitch black room and you have a camera on you or a video camera, it can actually detect light coming from your skin. So I believe that, you know, it's like it, it goes a far stretch with, you know, if, uh, if ghosts can move, you know, objects or anything. But I do believe that for a certain amount of time, our soul is able to stay on this earth for a little bit. Wow. Yeah, that's wild, man. Uh... The U.S. government has said that UFOs are genuine and exist in the universe. Do you believe there will come a day when ghosts and otherworldly occurrences will be recognized as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they already are, kind of. I think, you know, I mean, shoot, I think they kind of already are, for the most part. You got aliens. Uh, you got a lot of people already acknowledging Bigfoot. You know, I'm a part of a movement right now that say birds aren't real. What do you mean by that? What, 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 what I mean by what? Birds aren't real. Uh, oh, you uh, you're not familiar, Alan? Yeah, it's self-explanatory. It's self-explanatory. Uh, birds are not real. They are all just uh, computer-generated uh, drones by the government so they can check on us and spy on us at any given moment. And, you know, not to, not to sound insulting, uh, but do you believe that? Uh, I'm a card-holding member. So, yes, I do believe it, sir. Birds are not real. Mm. How far do you think that goes? Um, do you think it's just mainly pigeons, or do you think that it's all wild birds? Uh, all things with wings. So that, 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 that can be bats. Penguins? That penguin, bat, uh, 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 butterflies. Moth, anything with wings, all winged creatures are government propaganda. So, are you saying that in, internally it's like robotics, um, like movements, or or is it? Uh, are they growing? No, 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 no. They're all robotic. They're all are, all of our teachings and studies have shown that everything is robotic. And I I, I I know where you're getting at about you know what about the chicken or excuse me what they call chicken that you eat right? Yeah, that's not really chicken. Hmm. So. Uh, have you tested it out? All, he's saying they're all engineered. Everything. Yeah. Engineered. Yeah. Uh, so have have you tr have you tested it out? Have I tested what out? Like um, going up to a bird, and, like a random bird, and just cutting it open. Well, Wait, see, are you suggesting start... trying to kill said animal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Farm animal. That's that's a sign of a serial killer, Alan, and I, and that's something that I'm far from. So no, I have not gone up to any animal and tried to cut it open. Uh, I don't have to because I I know what I believe and I know my beliefs are strong and uh, and I know what the what the government is is trying to feed us daily and it's not the birds that you think. So if I were to go to a uh, a farm and purchase a chicken and you know like a, a free range chicken uh, that would be eaten by somebody else, right? And and you know do the deed like you know uh, you know just decapitate it and then pluck it the feathers out and open it up right right i didn't would know you... that was going to be the deed alan i'm going to be honest with you when you said do the deed i didn't know you were going with decapitation <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. well um yeah so what what do you what do you think like would you think that i'm in on the conspiracy if, if i were to do that and then open it up and then if it were just to be oh oh you know muscle and and no cameras 
Well, Alan, it depends on where where you went to find said chicken. So is it a government breeding house? Because if it's a government breeding house, and then I understand why it would feel like that thing. That, oh, no, who's there, there, there are many independent farms over here. And plus, um, because I live in Australia, there's a, there's some of my friends that own large farmland and uh, they it's like they could give me one of their chickens you know it's like remember it's like these chickens had have had a really good life and do you know if your friends work for the government do they work for the government your friends no they're fully independent but but are you sure they don't the government i'm 100 percent sure see alan i don't think i don't think you can be 100 percent sure I just, well, what, what if I, I, I just don't know if the same rules apply to the Australian government. You're right. 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 I forgot. No, no, it, it doesn't. You can. Um, so you can have like independent ones. But then also uh, what I meant to say was that some of my friends own a lot of land and they have a lot of wild animals there. They just, you know, come onto the land and uh, like acres, acres. Uh, so they have a lot of chickens kind of just rummaging around as wild as you can get. So if I were to go over to my friend's place, go up to one of the older chickens that have lived like a really good life, uh, you know, um, out there free, not not uh, staying in like in a cage for their whole life, and then get a video of me just decapitating it, opening it up, and then showing it there's no cameras, would, would you think that I'm in on the conspiracy? Or... Or would you take it as face value and say that's enough evidence for me to to show that birds are natural? I would I would for sure know that you're in on the conspiracy because you just told me that your friends with the people breed said fake chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big passion. <laughs> yeah. Lights out premiered last November. What has been the evidence that shook you the most? Mm, I know for me, probably this season would be the photo of the face that we captured at Bobby Mackey's Music Emporium in Kentucky. We call what looks like the mugshot of the devil coming from a portal to hell in the basement of Bobby Mackey's world. Ooh. Now swallow so, that, is that. Is that <laughs> is that episode released now? Yeah. Yes, sir. It's on uh, Discovery Plus right now. Um, oh, wait. awesome. I'll, um, I'll have a look right after this as well. Do you believe that by hosting the show, you have invited evil spirits into your lives? And if so, has anything bad happened? Uh, uh, I believe that, well, first of all, I just, I believe that like we're opening ourselves up for something to, uh, to possibly like, you know, uh, I guess enter our lives. Uh, and I think we have to take, you know, certain precautions and protections, or at least what we believe to be precautions and protections to kind of like uh, keep that from happening. Um, but I and, and to your second part, no, nothing, anything bad has happened. <laughs> yeah. So um, seeing that the show is all about uh, like being scared and, and seeing haunted um, clips, what got you in to wanting to like make this so much of a part of your life? Uh, man, I think honestly, it was just the opportunity. Right? We were blessed with the opportunity to do it at a time in our life where we were trying to figure things out the most. And uh, yeah, it's been an interesting journey that we've got to explore with our closest friend. And uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say that we've all had way worse jobs. <laughs> so <laughs> can't, really, can't really be mad at this one. What were you guys doing before the show? Uh, I was selling drugs uh, to, to, uh, to, to housewives in Orange County. And uh, yeah, man, I had to get out these streets, man. Life was getting rough, man. Getting tough. Uh, getting real tough uh marcus and juan were strung out they they were roommates uh they were homeless uh life was hard for them but we were roommates we <laughs> <laughs> was homeless but we was roommates <laughs> <laughs>
Rough, man. Alan, it was a rough life before Ghost Brothers, man. I don't know what it's like in Australia, but in the U.S., rough. Yeah, like, uh, to be honest, um, if, you, if you could enlighten me a little bit more about what it was like back then, I would really appreciate it. Uh, man, listen, man. I was... <laughs> Alan, you're taking, you're taking me down a, a dark path. I don't want to go down, Alan. Okay, I have a certain boundary to not talk about these things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's okay. <laughs> In all in all seriousness, <laughs> I I was actually working in television and film doing wardrobe. Oh no! If one of the conspiracies were real and you could experience it for a day, which one would you choose? I would want to know, and, and this is me being I played a lot during this interview, but this is me being completely serious. Uh when it comes to conspiracy theories, man, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, and uh the Kennedy assassination. It's always been a real big, huge part of the Dallas way of life, and it happened way before I was born i would just love to have been there that day to honestly know who pulled the trigger in the kennedy assassination i know you said uh, <laughs> uh, uh i don't know if that's the answer you was looking for <laughs> but that's what i gave well if you were my opinion and i don't want to get like you know killed or anything from the u.s government i believe that that really happened I believe that he was assassinated well, by the government. Oh, I thought you were about to say that Kennedy got killed. I was about to say, yeah, man, that shit happened for real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got Yeah, 100%. Like, um, I've, I've watched the, the documentaries and I've seen all the evidence and it just seems really fishy as well because wasn't wasn't JFK wanting to disband the CIA? Man, it was that. And then they, they said he was tied up with Cuba. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then it was the, oh. the theory about the mob because he was supposed to uh, make it easier for them to do some type of stuff and then when he came in he was like f you so the mob turned his back it was a whole it's a whole bunch of theories out there but i would just love to have been there that's like an iconic moment in history that, like you uh, want the truth yeah bro i would love to have just so happy to see the person who pulled the trick like, i just so happened to like turn at the right time and look at the right window <laughs> and see it at the exact time that it happened was mk ultra happening around that time period as well was what Man, you know what I don't know MK Ultra. I oh, don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't have an extreme history on MK Ultra, man. But I've been watching little videos late night on YouTube, bro. So yeah, because, because it's like there's actual release evidence of the U.S. government like doing MK Ultra on on test subjects, and that could have happened to him. <laughs> you know, so it's like he could have done it. But you know, but to be honest, it's like didn't like the bullet bend. So it shows that there could have been two bullets, and plus the bullet they showed was in pristine condition as well. Uh, I haven't heard the theory about a bullet bending. My only the thing that we grew up with was the fact that uh, if you go to the place that he was shot, look at the window that Lee Harvey Oswell supposedly shot from, it would have hit Kennedy in the back of the head. But trajectory wise if a bullet hits you in the back of the head how does your brain fly out the back of your head does that make sense like that doesn't make sense yeah yeah it because um it kind of looked like the old uh prosthetic movies you know it's like if you look at some of the old movies when the heads you know blow up like you know being shot off or what what have you it's like it just all comes from the back of the head it doesn't come from the front so i mean like yeah. they, they could have just used a so do you think that um jfk's like uh do you think that wasn't him and it was just a doe or what, what do you think i don't know no, no. now you're getting into how they how they pulled it off <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like so. No, it was it was definitely JFK. It was definitely definitely JFK that got shot. But it's just the trajectory of the bullet. Did he get shot from the back of the head? Or was there someone in the front? Someone in the grassy knoll from the front right? Or was there someone on the bridge directly in a shot mm. from a direct headshot? So it's just yeah, it's all of that shit, man. 
man. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what about you? What would be your favorite conspiracy to, to live in? To live in. Um, For like a day. I'm not saying that you have to like live the full scenario like every day, like, you know, well, aliens taking over, but what would be your ideal just for like a day to experience? No, I think, uh, I think it would, it's one of two things, right? Like I, I like the idea of like the assassination thing. Like I even like the JFK story. I like the MLK. Uh, but then I also would, would really be interested in like the whole like alien thing. Warner Von Braun. Not familiar with. So he was the director of NASA and was that on his deathbed. He said that uh, to his nurse that, uh, that there's going to be a UFO scare happening. And then this uh, conspiracy theory came out called Project Bluebeam. And so what, what it is, is that there's going to be this event that's fabricated by the government and it's going to show uh, all these UFOs coming in trying to invade Earth. And then it's going to scare the population and they're going to create a one world government after the fact. So I've heard that before, mm. but not from the Warner Von Braun theory, which mm. I guess it came from. But yeah, I've heard people talking about that a lot lately, saying that um, it all starts now with the government releasing these confidential files showing and saying that there are uh, alien ships and UFO sightings and confirming that there are sightings. So it starts with that and then uh, comes the big scare where we are, uh, and I'm doing air quote, we are attacked <laughs> by these alien creatures that we have verified years previous. But it comes to find out they're actually just government made ships for what you just said. So they can scare us into this one world government type of environment. So I don't know, man. We're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> it's either going to be a good time or a real bad time for us. Right? It's one of two things. So the first thing is we're able to see UFOs and, and, you know, film them. I think that it's either Project Bluebeam and the government is, uh, you know, creating this media to to show that you know we don't really know what the hell is going on with the whole universe and there's so much more that we don't understand and also puts a little bit of fear into us because you know it's kind of like if there's going to be all these ufos flying around and all this technology that we could have had it's like why go to a nine to five job you know it's like if there's all this technology coming out that can uh you know, provide more food and and create better, you know, uh, you know, buildings for us all. It's like why why go and just make you know pennies on the dollar, pretty much. So that that's the first thing that I think about. But then the second one is, what if the UFOs and aliens just don't really consider us as a threat, and they don't really care about us? You know, it's like it's like if we go over and see animals in the wild because we're not really afraid of them, unless it's like a bear or unless it's like something that could actually kill us. We don't care if we're seen. So that's the whole other thing it's like you know ufos are coming over here and to be honest there has been some evidence stating that there's been ufos coming out for hundreds of thousands of years and who knows who built the pyramids to be honest that is one of those two it's either fabricated by the government and it's just to put us in fear or it's actual aliens and they don't consider us a threat at all and they don't want anything to do with us and they just doing their normal daily things man listen we thought about this say it again please i said you you really thought about this oh yeah man i have long showers (laughs) yeah i have so many shower thoughts man what would you ask a ouija board if you were to make an episode with one oh man we done did that a few times man and every time we we tried to make our own spirit board we we've tried to do a lot (laughs) really dude you guys are crazy 
Uh, how was it? Too far. Say that again. I said we may. Some may say we have taken it too far. <laughs> well, how was it? Did you experience anything? Hell yeah, man! Shit, the first time we made we made one. They said we yeah. couldn't use Ouija board on television because you know that's like a, a game, like a real you it's know a licensing issue. A licensing issue. So we had the bright idea to make one ourselves. So we put the letters of the alphabet on all these different note cards, put them in a big circle, and got a beer bottle and, and played spin the bottle and put <laughs> yes and no in the middle. Yeah, man, we started getting real life answers. That shit was crazy. Yeah. It, was, it was really two spins. The first spin is like, we were like, we asked, are there any spirits in here? And we spun the bottle and it lands on yes. And then we spun the, and then we asked, do you want us to leave? And we spun the bottle and it lands on yes. So we followed through and got a bottle. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are unreal, man. That's awesome. That was early. How many, how many episodes did you make with them? Uh, uh, that's we probably the, oh, total. Total, probably about three or four times on TV. Oh my god! I'll um. So I I've had this experience with a Ouija board. So my dad, uh, my dad is um fully into uh, meditation and Reiki and doing all this spiritual stuff. And when I was a kid, he uh, was using a Ouija board. So what happened was that he was from from what they've told me because my my mother and my dad was there, and this was when I was like one years old. So I was just kind of like crawling around and stuff. So what happened was I you know I was just in the kitchen and my dad was using the Ouija board and then the thing uh, like the little tiny thing that you have that you, you know move all the digits around flew out of his hand and then this shadow like of a person came out of the board and then was hovering on top of me and my first steps were getting up and trying to like run and I was like falling down and my first words were daddy the demon's trying to get me oh wow yeah 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 so that's my experience with a Ouija board when I was a kid and my my like you know, I wasn't really too sentient back then, so I don't really remember anything. So it's like, yeah, but that's what they told me. So they were my first words. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was my experience with the Ouija board when, you know, when I was like a kid. But yeah, you guys are unreal. <laughs> Making your own. When they said that the daddy, the demon, the... <laughs> yeah, you better leave that stuff alone, man. Like, to be honest, when I was writing that question, I was like, oh, maybe that might be a bit taboo not <laughs> you guys actually oh my god uh after completing an episode do you need to sleep with the lights on or are you willing to experience a nightmare nah man sometimes i have actually had to sleep with the light on man where was we at bro we was at some hotel man i was genuinely afraid to go to sleep that night it might have been at the washington hotel in washington georgia the fitzpatrick hotel like, yeah, i really was we heard that like dragging down the hallway no or maybe it wasn't there it might have been an event that we was at bro and they had us staying at a hutton hotel and i was genuinely afraid to like it's late at night i'm trying to like keep juan and marcus up you know how somebody's like trying to give you subtle clues like it's time for you to go to your room i was not picking up those clues because i did not want to be by myself <laughs> oh my god did you have a nightmare afterwards or did you just stay up for the whole night i stayed up that night I stayed up. <laughs> yeah. have you have any of you guys had sleep paralysis before yeah yeah yes. oh, it's the worst the worst thing ever. yeah what, what happened with you uh i was at my aunt's house man and i remember i was taking a nap i had to be like 20 21 and my mother was in the room next to me and uh yeah i couldn't move and it felt like something was sitting on my chest i remember trying to scream and i couldn't scream and i remember trying to like hit my 
foot up against the wall so my mother would hear me to come yeah. like come save me but i couldn't oh. even move i couldn't even move my foot and it seemed like that it lasted for an eternity but it was probably only like 30 seconds but it was like the worst thing ever it was like i always feel like with sleep paralysis you feel like the only way to get up out of it is if you can figure out how to make the most noise possible like yeah, yeah. It's just like how do i somebody has to save me i'm like mine was i think i was alone and like i realized i woke up like my eyes opened but i couldn't move do you ever <laughs> um see anything or hear anything no it was like i was still in the darkness and i was like i opened my eyes and i was trying like i was like okay i'm in my mind i'm telling like i'm up but i couldn't move my mouth like i couldn't move my hands uh and it felt like somebody was like pressing my legs down mm. yeah it was wild it didn't last yeah. long when I, when i was uh, a teenager and even to this day I've, i haven't had sleep paralysis for probably like the past six months but uh before then i used to regularly get it like once a month and uh, have you ever heard of um you know uh the herb uh, White sage. White sage. Yeah. 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 Oh man, I <laughs> I've been buying so much of that because yeah. uh, it's supposed to spiritually take away evil spirits and and cleans right. the, the air and all. Stuff. So it's like uh. So I, I've I bought so much of it because I used to get it all the time, like sleep paralysis. But it would be really horrific because um. So I don't know if I'm the only one, but I sometimes I have uh, hallucinations, mm -hmm. and what happens is that like not not throughout the day, just mainly at night. But what happens is that when I have a nightmare and I wake up, I have sleep paralysis. But because the of the hallucination, I still the nightmare is still here. <laughs> so it's like if I'm getting so I, I've had. I've had dreams where I've been chased by like, you know, uh, like these demon kids and stuff. And then uh, and then I just wake up and then I could just hear them like laughing in the distance with like their feet walking next to me. And it just, it feels so eerie. Um, but That's then I've also seen like these tall, weird looking, they kind of, they have the head of like an owl and their body is like really thin, but they just stand over me. And there's like six of them and I can't do anything. That's weird. the mushrooms, man. That's the mushrooms. You gotta stay off the yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been told Microdose, Alan. I think you might have just done too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I have, to be honest. Oh, my God. Uh, you have recently wrapped up Fright Club and also working on your podcast, Urban Legends, with the Ghost Brothers. What has been your highlight of both of the shows so far? Oh, man, just garnering all the attention and all the supporters that we have just from both shows, man. You're on all forms of media from, like yeah. I said, podcast the television, the streaming, online. Uh, yeah, it's just dope to be able to touch the people from every which way, man. So yeah, it's just a blessing. It's a blessing. I hope that we continue to grow, keep getting larger, and keep growing our fan base. For me, for me, it's actually the same for both. And that's uh, being able to talk to some of like the legends that we've been able to talk to. Uh, Fright Club, we were able to, I mean, from Howie Mandel to Tommy Davidson to um, like Richard Lawson. Like we're talking to some people that are like, you know, vets in the game and in the industry. And you never thought that like this particular genre is what brought y'all together. Or you'd be able to sit down and have those conversations. Even on our podcast, where we're talking to people like Roy Rudge Jr. and um, other like you know heavy hitters. Beyonce stepdaddy. Say it again. Beyonce stepdaddy. That was uh <laughs> yeah that was Richard Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome, and I honestly do wish the best for all of your success in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, Alan. Yeah, it's okay. Is there anything that you would like to say to your devoted followers? Yeah, uh, man. Keep checking us out. Keep supporting us. Yes. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Check out thebrosgourmet.com. We have pancake and waffle mix that's been flying off the shelves, man. Uh, check out our personal pages. Check me out on YouTube. Dalen Spratt. Got a lot of content on there. And uh, Yeah, man. Just keep on supporting, man. We appreciate it. Oh, good. Thank you so much. 
much for being on the show, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you, Alan. Have a good one.